Welcome back to Inside the Kentucky Derby. Fresh off a big weekend with the big game and the Sam Davis. And I'm in the probably the majority that says after the big game, the day after should be a national holiday. We're going to talk about the Sam Davis and much more here on Inside the Kentucky Derby, though, as we look back on this Monday afternoon now on the Sam Davis on Saturday. Darren, the Sam Davis was previously 0 for 29 for producing Kentucky Derby winners. I'm going to go out on the edge right to kick off the show and say it's going to be 0 for 30. Yeah, I think that's a... <laughs> I'm just going to set the ground. Look, the race didn't come back fast. Um and I echo your statements uh, with the national holiday <laughs> following the Super Bowl. Then we wouldn't be recording this fine Sam F. Davis podcast. Well, we were uh, on, on Monday. So, uh, but yeah, look, um, hats off to no more time. He, he slipped by me. Uh, first of all, I was shocked. He went favored. Yeah. And uh, they knew apparently they knew we didn't um, know. You know, he was, uh, I did get a little more information, you know, post-race, of course, and that's always fine when you're redboarding, but it helps you understand. He broke his maiden back in October in his second start going a mile at uh, Goldstream Park. Very impressively, they bet him that day, one by six and three-quarter lengths, but he got sick after that start, and he missed some time. And uh, came back in the Mucho Macho Man. We did talk about the trouble that he had. Uh, where he hopped at the start and pretty much lost all chance and um, you know, kind of raided behind the field and, and made a little run and got tired. And knowing that he was sick, um, it, it, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? That, sure. he, that, he, that he drew within um, you know, a length and a half of the leader at the top of the stretch and the mucho macho man and then just faded and got beat uh, three and three-quarter lengths. Coming back in the Sam Davis, I mean um, – you know, this was um, um, a very nice performance after scratching from the Holy Bull. He wanted more time. Uh, no more time, wanted more time, and he got it. And, um, you know, he had about a length lead over change of command in West Saratoga as I they think, pursued. I think that was the biggest, you know, puzzler to me when he had sort of a uncontested lead yes. after, you know, we thought that horse like Patriot spirit or some of the others were going to show more of a contested pace. And, and here's no more time out on the lead by himself with just West Saratoga and, and change of command chasing him really up the backside. Yeah. And look, they were pretty, you know, decent fractions. Um, and I think the jockey, um, Paco Lopez was surprised. Uh, I, was, I was reading after the race that the the the, the instructions from trainer uh, Jose D'Angelo was to basically put on the brakes out of the gate and try and sit third or fourth. But Paco said he broke uh, unbelievable, and um, you know he was just going very comfortable up there, and that pace was a little faster than he wanted. They went twenty three and two, um, forty six and change. But as you said, he was not really pressured. And, you know, he got challenged on the turn, um, and but then he opened up two lengths, uh, drifted out a little bit late. But, uh, you know, that speed was natural throughout. He had plenty of horse, uh, and he comfortably won by a length and a quarter. Uh, Agate Road, who we'll talk about in a second, uh, did finish second. And... Um, 
you know, the time of the race just didn't come back that fast. So it's hard to be inspired um, as this to be a serious uh, derby player. Paco Lopez is one of the top riders in my mind of being aggressive on the front end. Typically, I love betting Paco in, in turf sprints because he's just so aggressive from the gate and he's so... I just. I just think he intimidates a lot of riders and it shows with some of his riding infractions that he's had in his previous history. But, uh, he did the same thing with Hades is like, he's, he's very intimidating on the front end and, and other riders know that. And so I'm curious if, you know, maybe that was going through the minds of some of the other riders of not pressuring him on the front end. So that way, um, you know, it's, he's just a very intimidating rider. And so, um, yeah, that was uh, Agate Road closing from last and, and showing some run. Mike Rapoli seemed more pleased on X than he did after Fierceness's return, um, saying this horse could be a sleeper. But uh, I thought it was an, a decent effort from him trying the dirt again. If there if there's a horse I want out of the race moving forward, it's probably Agate Road. Uh, you know, he was off last. Um, he hit the side of the gate Um you know, leaving there and he was just, he was blast down the backside. I mean, it wasn't until the, and he was very well back, uh, what, 10 to 12 lengths as they approached the, the, the far turn and he weaved in and out of traffic under a Rod Ortiz junior or Jose Ortiz rather, uh, a rad wrote him previously in his, in his other starts, but he really finished with good energy for that last, you know, three and a half furlongs in, in the race. And, so if there's a horse I want out of here, and it sounds as if Todd Pletcher was encouraged um, that they're going to continue on this this path and, and run in the March 9th uh, Tampa Bay Derby, I would assume no more time, you know, based out there at Palm Meadows um, would try there as well. I mean, considering you won over the race, but um, we could get a rematch again. And I think I would prefer Agate Road next time out. Yeah, I think so too. I wonder if he'll just be, you know, find himself a little bit more close that sees, you know, was on the, wasn't been on the dirt for, you know, a long time. And uh, maybe he sort of got his, you know, feet underneath him a little bit too late in this race. And maybe it'll be a little bit earlier, uh, in the Tampa Bay Derby. And, and then we have what West Saratoga who keeps finding more points on this road to the Kentucky Derby after winning the Iroquois, starting off the road to the Kentucky Derby, you know, he's the beat lengths sort of have told the story in his last few efforts, but he's, you know, garnering points and, uh, you know, he could, find himself uh, earning a spot in the Kentucky Derby starting gate with the points that he's earned in his previous starts. Yeah, he was aggressively placed by, by Jesus Castanon in, in this race. But, you know, he was four wide down the backstretch, and then he challenged, you know, the, the, the winner no more time, three wide on the turn. If you're looking for a positive out of West Saratoga, he was beaten six and a half lengths, but he lost several lengths by traveling wide throughout most of the race. So if he can get a better trip, um, you know, look, I, I just, the, these horses are just a little bit cut below the big boys um, that are going to be surfacing over the next, you know, couple of weeks. Uh, we'll talk about the a quick risen star preview before we do our preview. Uh, but uh, you know, West Saratoga is a horse, as you said, garnering those points, and if he continues to eat away at, 
you know, third, fourth, and fifth place finishes, he could find his way in the starting gate in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, he, he certainly can. And we know that anything can happen after Rich Strike won the Derby. I, I've proven that anything can happen on the first Saturday in May. Uh, no more time earned a 93 Brisnet speed rating. Sort of to put that in perspective, as you mentioned, the Risen Star, which is going to kick off the, the championship series on the road at the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. I just looked real quick at you know some of the top interests in the Risen Star and their last out Brisnet speed rating, just to sort of put in comparison. Sierra Leone had a 98, Real Men Violin, 94. Um, Hall of Fame, 91. Catching Freedom, 89. Resilience, 93. Track Phantom, 90. So he's in that low 90 range of those horses, but those horses have consistently been running and improving um whereas no more time has sort of had those gaps in his uh in his running lines we'll see if that was his best or if he can um sort of improve off of that race but that's what he earned that's a sam davis in a nutshell well a couple other horses just wanted to talk about yeah sure. uh, elysian meadows um that was the new york bred for bill mott came down there finished fourth uh he nearly caught um uh, west saratoga for the show, um, he was he was five wide in the first turn, kind of raced in mid pack, and then it looked like the field got away from him. He, he, he was it was dropping back a little bit down the back stretch. He too made a five wide move on the turn, and he kept on. So this is a horse I could see being productive and in the mix. Um, it was a better than looked effort um, in in my eyes. You know the real disappointment in here obviously was was change of command who just backed out on the turn. I mean he just he was in the hunt pressured uh, throughout. Um, tried to chase no more time didn't pressure but he was chasing no more time and I mean he just backed up and backed up. Uh, fast uh, to be beaten 21 and a half lengths. And then we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, if you watch the race right at the start, uh, ever do it, uh, hit the gate, lost the jockey, um, uh, uh, Huber via Gomez. And uh, then the horse crashed through the rail on the, uh, on the backstretch, the outer rail, he was caught by the outrider and returned safely back to the barn. But um, change of command had to be the biggest disappointment. And that doesn't bode well for, you know, the allowance race runner up uh, at Gulfstream Park, uh, which was Cardinal for, for, you know, Todd Pletcher. If you're looking at, you know, kind of head to head matchups and how horses do in their next start. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we almost looked like a horse that bled uh, after being that absolutely that close up and it could have been just speculating when you see those stop like that. I mean, it's, yeah. And he's just wrapped up on, Mm -hmm. but he, he stopped abruptly. Yep. Uh, all right. So Sam Davis, that's the prep for the March 9th Tampa Bay Derby. As we mentioned, Tampa Bay Derby on the championship series of the road to the Kentucky Derby. And so likely to see lots of those horses and maybe a couple of new shooters in that race in a month's time. Do you see anything else this weekend that caught your eye? I don't know about catching the eye, but just, just to, you know, uh, worth mentioning, you know, eliminate one, the maiden special weight going six and a half for, for, for Todd Pletcher. Um, that was at, uh, aqueduct, the opener, um, you know, he cut back in, in distance, maybe he'll go, um, you know, shorter distances down the road, heartened one on the undercard at Tampa Bay downs, breaking his maiden for, uh, for three-year-olds going a mile and 40 yards. Time didn't come back that fast. Wasn't the strongest of fields. He's a son of street boss. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, well, of course, on Sunday. Sunday, you had um, out in west in California, the horse is not eligible uh, to compete in the Kentucky Derby. May Moon for uh, 
uh, Bob Baffert and uh, owner Amir uh, uh, Zidane uh, was a heavy favorite and there raced along the inside was passed by stablemate imagination who I would think is probably if you're ranking like the top 10 best Baffert three-year-olds illuminations, probably 10, yeah. 11, 12, somewhere uh-huh. around there. Uh, Maymoon did come back and, and, and get up on the inside. Um, this horse to me, you know, and that race was going a mile for the mile. first time. That might just be within his reach. I think this is a one-turn horse, or at least he looks like it to these eyes. But um, anyway, worth, worth worth looking at down the road. And then sprinting down at uh, uh, at Oaklawn Park, um, Valentine Candy uh, got the best of time for truth in the six furlong Ozark. That's most likely uh, possible targets for, say, the Pat Nay Mile on the Derby undercard. Absolutely. And uh, so that was that. They drew the Risen Star card on Saturday, which we'll get into the preview of that later on this week. 14 races on the uh, fairgrounds program. The past performance is already up on brisnet.com. Great field there assigned, uh, assembled for the Risen Star. Um, I mean, between track well, Phantom it's exciting. and, and you Sierra know, you know, it's, it's exciting, you know, because it's the start of the championship series. You know, as the races get longer uh, and closer to the Derby, we'll now be 11 weeks out. Um, the points get uh, awarded he- more heavy and uh, the winner will get 50 points 25 to second uh, uh 15 to third 10 to fourth five to fifth so you know you finish in those top two you really get a uh, a, a good indication and, and, and so many of these horses are being you know with that new series at oaklawn uh, at, 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 at fairgrounds in new orleans where they progress from a mile and a sixteenth to a mile and eighth, and then a mile and three sixteenths, they've really attracted some nice horses, especially for the Risen Star and Louisiana Derby. And and this these are these are the type of horses that we start. You know, you've heard us rant about the the, the Sam F. Davis, and we're not thrilled with you know the 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 quality or the the time of the race. These are exciting prospects showing up in here. I mean, from Sierra Leone, who was the runner-up to Doorknock in the in the Remsen, uh, Honor Marie, the the Kentucky Jockey Club winner. You've got uh, Hall of Fame, who was such an impressive uh, second out, uh, mile and sixteenth uh, maiden winner, um, catching freedom. You know, uh, winner of the Smarty Jones, and then you have Track Phantom, who's the only horse on the trail thus far to win multiple point races. He won the Gunrunner and the LeCompte. Um, you're seeing horses like this get together, and I can't wait to preview it. And the undercard um, looks solid as well. You've got the third race on Saturday at Fairgrounds. Uh, you're going to see Nash uh, hook up against Ethan Energy and Moonlight. Uh, Tuscan Sky is in there as well for Todd Pletcher, trying to stretch out from six furlongs to uh, a mile and a 16th. We'll see if he can go around the ground. There's also some maiden races. Look, uh, I think right now we're at a point where we're now within 12 weeks of the Derby. It's unlikely you're going to see maiden winners uh, make an impact Um what Feb eighteen was was justify? Yeah, I think that's the latest uh, maiden winner in relation to the start of the Derby. 
So it's unlikely <laughs> Justify was a freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean there can't be freaks out there, but there are some other maiden special weight races around the country worth monitoring. We'll touch on those um, during our preview, which we'll record on Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, you know I mentioned the keep an eye on the work tab on uh, Saturday. You'll see lots of uh, names for the Risen Star. Two of them that you won't see on there is Honor Marie and Hall of Fame. Uh, Honor Marie was working with Deshaun Parker and. Um, and I don't know if you know if he stumbled or not. I wasn't there. I didn't see the video, but Sean came off at the eighth pole, um, ended up uh, fracturing his hip. Anna Marie was caught with the outrider soon after that. And then Hall of Fame was supposed to work and was, uh, I think he broke off from the pole and uh, ended up just galloping after uh, the issue there in the stretch. So uh, drama leading up to the Risen Star, and we'll get to that on Wednesday. And then on Tuesday, we'll be releasing to the public the field for pool four of the Kentucky Derby future wager. Uh, Interest in the uh, previous pools has been uh, at record levels, uh, way up from last year, the betting. I want to say it's uh, it's up 30 plus percent. Uh, So the interest in these fields are great. We'll have a field of 39 plus the 40th interest will be all other three-year-olds that are not individuals. And, um, you know, looking forward to that because it's, look, it's wide open right now. I mean, we are 11 weeks out. These races, you know, the prep races are winding down. Next Sunday also is, you know, the, the Sunland Derby, but those points are reduced. It's 20 points uh, to the winner. Um, still got some, you know, minor races up at, you know, for example, at, at, at Turfway Park, the John Battaglia is still a prep race, but we're starting to get into that championship series. And that's where this three-year-old picture, which seems cloudy today, it'll come into much more of a sharper focus as we start to race these distances uh, uh, over an increased route of ground. And I'm very much uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's here. It's upon us. And the next three weeks, just think of some of the, the races that will be out there. We'll have Doorknock returning. We've got the Rebel. And then, of course, the Risen Star. We'll get to that on Wednesday. Did you drink any Woodford Reserve on uh, last night for the big game? I had one. Yeah? I had one, and I could test uh, uh, and sample each and every one of the 250 flavor notes. It was a nice... Uh, that was a fun game. Uh, started off slow. A lot of mistakes. Um, I like to call it... They they, 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 they played like they were going to, you know, shoot diamonds out of their rear ends. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were puckered up a little bit. Um but that game really came together, and look, um, Pat Mahomes is, you know, you see, he's just different. You know, we talk about those horses, you know, and, you know, every once in a while we'll see a freak. Pat Mahomes is a freak. He just makes it happen. He gets it done, and uh, that was a fun ending to a, uh, a, a, a great game. I thought the one stat the most that surprised me uh, and didn't realize it much at the time, you know how many times um, – Christian McCaffrey touched the ball in the third quarter. How many? None. Wow. How about that? And you got a lead? Yeah. Come on. And give, it, give you got a ball. lead? Uh, yeah. Give Kansas City. Don't leave. You can't, I knew they were in trouble. That game felt in the first quarter like it should have been 28 nothing 49ers. And they were up 10 nothing early in the second quarter. And they just couldn't put them away. You leave a good team around right there. You got to take advantage and stomp. And uh, in the end, those that back the uh, 
the, the, the Chiefs. Like me, um, <laughs> we 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 prevailed. Pat Mahomes is like a, a horse that I always try and beat. Right? He's like he's the horse that you want to try and beat. He, he has the stats, he has the accolades, and it's like you always try to beat him. You always try and beat a horse like that, and then you have to look overall and just say maybe he is just a freak. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that with with Belichick and Brady for a number of years, and it's just you know appreciate greatness, appreciate those that just find a way to get it done. And that's either on the, the football field. It can be a baseball diamond, a basketball court or the racetrack when they've overcome adversity and find a way to get it done. Take your hat off to them. And I, I do that with, with, with Patrick Mahomes. I just think he is a, he is a special talent out there. And amazingly in their, in their four game stretch to get to the Super Bowl throughout the playoffs, they were underdogs in each game. Amazing. Each game they were the underdog because people were trying to beat them. Yep. And sometimes you you know sometimes you're supposed to try to beat a short price favorite. Sure. But uh, it's a little different in football. It's like seeing where they're vulnerable, and uh, they didn't have a lot of vulnerability. But well, they did. They 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 did. They showed signs this year of, of yeah. But and, and we saw some of it yesterday. I mean, drop passes, mistakes, some penalties. Um, but not when it mattered in the regular season, it, right? It was well, like, you, yeah, I mean, it was in the regular season. They were showing some, you know, just some here, there, they weren't, yeah, you know, but they performing. turned that corner. They turned that corner when they got their, their, their butts handed to them by the Raiders Yeah, in that stadium, by the way. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that's look, that's try to, let's try to come up with the analogy with the, <laughs> the, 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 the triple crown trail in a lot of ways, you know, you have the regular season, which might be our prep season and the early development, but especially the big time horsemen who have a lot of these horses. Um, when you look at, you know, Brad, Steve, um, Chad, Todd, Bob, these guys have these horses. They know how to get their horses to perform at the highest level when it matters the most. That's what a good coach does. And, that's the same way with I think the Chiefs. They they've been there, they've done that, and they know when they have to turn it on. And as we're getting ready to turn it on in the championship series on the road to the Derby, that's great analogy, Darren Rogers, right there with the analogy. Uh, I think that analogy itself was worth five stars. Well, please review us and, and and write a nice comment and share and tell your friends all about inside the Kentucky Derby. We're happy to. Uh, preview uh, and talk horses uh, about uh, the road to the Kentucky Derby throughout the year. Absolutely. If you want more information on the road to the Kentucky Derby, be sure to go to KentuckyDerby.com at Kentucky Derby on the social media channels to get all your latest news and information leading up to the first Saturday in May. We'll be back in a couple of days to preview the Risen Star, the Sunland Derby, and all sorts of other things here on Inside the Kentucky Derby. So thanks for listening and stay tuned for more. Let's